nominated for 10 Academy Awards and winner for Best Picture. It's the film that inspired a nation. Audiences and critics alike cheered this American success story of an everyman, triumphing over all odds, featuring a dynamic musical score, a thrilling fight sequence, and four Oscar-nominated performances. This rousing crowd-pleaser will send spirits soaring, fighting for love, glory, and self-respect. Rocky scores an excellent knockout. Rocky Balboa is a Philadelphia club fighter who seems to be going nowhere, but when a stroke of fate puts him in a ring with world heavyweight champion, Rocky knows that it's his one shot at the big time, a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to go the distance and come out a winner. I'm Corey. And I'm Paul. And we are the, the B-Movie, B-Movie Bros. We review B-Movies to the best of our ability. Sometimes we get off topic, but randomness is a gift. So here we are in the month of March. This year it means men are rigid, chiseled Herculeans. The manliest men fighting it out for top priority or, you know, satisfaction or whatever men fight for. So, of course, we had to have one movie with Sylvester Stallone in it. And it happened to be the 1976 film Rocky. Probably the greatest film with Sylvester Stallone. So you heard what the back of the DVD case had to say. Let's dive right into this not shit with our technical difficulties top and bottom three let's let's start at the bottom and work our way up just just like rocky did oh man this is gonna be tough okay for me number three so wait in the movie at one point tomorrow is thanksgiving and the fight takes place in five weeks but on that same day apollo creed says it'll be america's biggest birthday but america's birthday is july 4th Thanksgiving and July 4th are not five weeks apart. I think um, Apollo is just kind of sh- saying shit that sounded good, so, meh. I, I have no idea. I mean, everything that Apollo said, said sounded good, so. If Carl Weathers says that New Year's is America's birthday, then it's America's birthday. Who am I to argue with um, the great Apollo Creed? For me, number two, this movie takes place in Philadelphia. It's dirty and full of terrible people, like Polly. I know. I've been there several times. And the movie does a pretty good job of portraying that, too. Yeah, it it, it does. For me, number one, Polly. He's the rudest, dictastedliest arsehole this side of the Atlantic. Why would anyone want to be friends with him? I mean, I know Rocky is friends with him just to get with his sister, but come on. There needs to be a better way to get under her pants than being friends with Polly. Dictastedly... I, I don't know. He, he he fails to have words that describe him. Well, definitely not wrong on that one. All right, number three. I'll be honest. I love this movie. It's one of my favorite films. However, I got to admit, the initial setup for Rocky fighting Apollo is kind of forced. I mean, for one thing, like Corey said, it's America's birthday, but it's New Year's. And also, like, the heavyweight champion of the world is, just happens to be looking for a local contender and stumbles upon the name Italian Stallion. Like, there weren't any better names. And he's like, oh, well, the country was founded by an Italian. It's like, oh, that's, that's the logic we're going with? Like, first it's New Year's, then it's Independence Day, and then it's, you know, Italian Stallion and shit. I don't know. It's just weird. But it gets you where you where you need to go, and Apollo Creed, played by the great Carl Weathers, just this like portrays every line amazingly. So you just you don't you just go it. with it, yeah. When he says go, goes. Number two, Rocky fucking steals turtle food from a pet store at one point. I mean, he's supposed to be the ultimate underdog, the guy who represents the little guy. He goes the distance and all that other crap, and, you know, he's fucking stealing 
turtle food in plain sight. Like, what the hell, Rocky? Like, that, that's, that's fucked up. I mean, his day job is a mob enforcer, so... Yeah, but the, the, his boss is just kind of throwing money at him <laughs> constantly, so, like, there's no excuse, man. I, like, I honestly, too, I, I completely forgot about him stealing turtle food. By the end of the movie, so much stuff had happened. It was just... It was just Gone out of my mind. I've seen this movie at least like five times, and that was the first time I actually noticed it. And he's got to look past it most of the time. He even accompanies it with with the line "crime doesn't pay." And he just stuffs it in his pocket and walks out. I need to write Rocky too, and like hope that there's a scene where he's like, you know, paying extra for for a container of turtle food. That would be um, very appropriate. And number one, Paulie's just a dick. He has his likable moments and at times displays some genuine human decency, but he's just such an asshole in general, especially toward his poor sister, Adrian. He's constantly putting her down. He's the polar opposite of Rocky. He's a jealous loser, too afraid to create a failure to try, try to accomplish anything, but gets mad whenever he sees somebody else succeeding. Thematically, he fits in the story really well, but I can't help but dislike him, especially considering that his name is Paul. He doesn't deserve that. Name. Well, now that we've gotten uh, the bad out of the way, let's go straight up to the top. Let's go the distance, starting with number three. For me, there is no wasted time in this film. Everything has a reason and aids in getting to the end product. And for a film that's two hours long, it's amazing that there is no filler material. Yeah, this movie just keeps going and every scene has a, has a purpose. I mean, it, it doesn't help that you know, we normally watch like 80-minute movies with 75 minutes of filler. Yeah, that's definitely a factor. For me, number two, Apollo Creed. So charismatic, so amazing, so likable. I mean, it's not the first time that I enjoy the villain of the film, but I definitely like him more than most villains I've ever seen. Like, can you even consider him a villain? Or is he the real hero of this story for giving Rocky that shot? That's a good point. He's like the unexpected kind of hero. or like He's the, he's the anti-villain. <laughs> the anti-villain, basically. That's a good way to put it. And for me, number one, Rocky. Realistic, likable, animal lover. I mean, what isn't there to like about him, aside from stealing turtle food? I mean, the, bi- the guy can punch the shit out of a side of beef, and that thing doesn't even have a colon anymore. Hell yeah. All right, number three, the training montage. If you know one thing about the Rocky series, I guarantee it's the montage scene. It's just that iconic, and for good reason. Every time I watch it, I just, you know, and I hear that music, I have the sudden urge to just drink a cup of raw eggs and start punching at a slab of meat. It just really gets the blood flowing. Number two, like Corey says, Apollo Creed. I know he's like the final boss of the film or whatever, but he's just such an entertaining guy. He's egotistical, he's enthusiastic, flamboyant, and you just can't help but be entertained by, like, everything he does. I don't think that anyone other than Carl Weathers could have played that role, at least not as good. And number one, just like Corey said, Rocky is just such a great character. He's constantly putting on this act of being this lovable clown who, you know, has it all together, has a positive outlook, making jokes, trying to make other people laugh, give advice... But in reality, you kind of get to see that there's more, there's more depth to him. He's a more complex character. He's full of doubts and insecurities. He kind of sees himself as a loser and just really trying to figure out how to get by in life. But despite everything, he goes the distance. He tries hard and, you know, 
is 15 rounds with the world heavyweight champion. You know, it, it really is an inspiring film. And he's a, such a great character. And also one that really only Sylvester Stallone could have played. Oh, he was Sylvester's brainchild. Oh, yeah. His magnum opus. I guess since, since he didn't actually write um, Rambo, so I consider this his, um, his magnum opus. So I think one of us may have mentioned dialogue at one point or another, so let's give this film a good old-fashioned quote war. Quote war. We'll quote this movie back and forth. You tell us who had the better quotes. So I'll get us started off here with, I run a business here, not a goddamn soup kitchen. You're a bum. I'm a ham and egg. They don't remember you. They remember the rep. I hit the beef here, and I kind of liked it. You gotta eat lightning and crap thunder. Quit shucking and jiving. Adrian. And that ends this episode's edition of Quote Wars. If you have a favorite quote from this film or anything else you'd like to tell us about it, please leave it in the comments below. It's time to give our final take. Remember, friends, our final take is a score on the shot scale. Our shot scale is a reverse scale. One to ten, one being the best, ten being the worst. How many shots do you need to get through this? I gave it a one out of ten. Yeah, I, I gave it a it's, one out of ten. It, I mean, it's, it's such an easy score. Even Rocky could give it. Exactly. It would feel wrong to give it anything else. So Rocky is a fantastic movie comprised of a string of coherent scenes, great dialogue, good action, and storytelling. It's unlike almost anything I've ever seen on this show. This movie truly deserves its place among film history. I didn't go out of my way to see it, and honestly, I feel dirty and like I should have done this a long time ago. And you know what? If you've never seen it, go out, give it a watch. By now, just about everyone on the planet has heard, heard the name Rocky Balboa, the Italian stallion, the underdog from Philadelphia, who against all odds went 15 rounds against a boxing heavyweight champion of the world, a fight that inspired millions. The story of Rocky is that of a man who, whose boundless determination is unrivaled as he faces whatever challenges life throws at him, ultimately becoming a legend. The first installment of Sylvester Stallone's masterpiece series more than lives up to its reputation as one of the greatest underdog stories ever told. I think it's time we tell our friends how to drink away the slick. Drink away the slick. Come on and grab your drink. Let's drink away the flick. Bum, 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 bum. But remember, friends, drink responsibly. We're going to give you some drinking games here, even though you really don't need them for Rocky. Number one, every time someone drinks anything, take a drink. Number two, every time Rocky is smoking... Take a drink. Number three, whenever someone's in a bad mood, take a drink. Number four, anytime Apollo Creed is charismatic, take a drink. And number five, of course, because it's men are rigid, chiseled Herculean's month, every time there's a fight mano a mano, take a drink. Every time someone says Italian stallion, take a drink. Every time Rocky talks to an animal or an inanimate object, take a drink. Every time Rocky yells, Adrian, take a drink. And every time someone talks about going the distance, take a drink. I think if he precedes Adrian with yo, you should take two drinks. Hell yeah. And those are your ways to drink away this flick. If you have thoughts about this movie or anything else B-Movie related, you can leave us a comment either iTunes or SoundCloud. You can also email us at bmoviebros.gmail.com, like us on Facebook at facebookcom bmoviebros, follow us on Twitter at bmoviebros, or my personal Twitter at bmoviepaul. You can check out all our other content, including reviews, interviews, and chats on our website bmoviebros.com. We have new shows each week. If you want to support the show, consider donating to our PayPal or Patreon accounts. Links are provided below. 
So we've come to the end of week three here in uh, March. Men are rigid, chiseled Herculeans. and uh, The manliest month of all. You know, unlike normal, we're not ranking the movies by the movies themselves. We're ranking them by how tough is the man who is the toughest man in the film. And um, it breaks my heart at number three is Rocky. You know, he's just, he's just a man with his fists. He goes the distance, but... Conquest's mace, well, he uses weapons and he kills, like, dog people and other beasts for a living. Yeah, I think he might have the edge on Rocky, but of course, he got nothing on Machete, the mean, mean man from South in Mexico. All right, number three, I put Mace from Conquest. Yeah, he was tough, but I'm pretty sure Apollo Creed is tougher than any of the Wookiees on his planet. Plus, you know, he wasn't really all that badass until he got the light arrows from Princess Zelda or his or her, like, less masculine brother. So, number two, Rocky from Rocky. I, I hate not putting Rocky as number one on anything, but, I mean, Machete is... He can kill you just by looking at you, basically. He can make a weapon out of any object he finds and, you know, doesn't get much more badass than that. I mean, ranking the movies, it would be Conquest at number three, Machete at number two, and Rocky at number one. But since we're doing most badass characters, I got to go with the go with the other list. I, I would agree with that list of the movies themselves. So, next week... We're kicking it off again with another manly man, the manliest perhaps of all, the beard to end all beards, Chuck Norris. Hell yeah. In the 1985 film Invasion USA. Can he save us from invasion? We'll find out. So until next time, be brave, be alive, and be back for more. Hey, there we go. Get on, my name is Paul. Sí, en droga, pues yo...